This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Um, so if you want to turn your Bibles with me and you can stand Hebrews chapter number 13 and we'll stand while we read this verse of scripture and then you can be seated. Um, we're going to be starting service off with more intentional prayer when we come together on Sundays. Uh, everybody say prayer. Our pre-service prayer at 10 o'clock to 1015 um, is is wonderful, and we'll continue to do that and to get our hearts ready to go for the for the for the service. But then um, at ten o'clock, um, we're going to come hit the hit the altar hard in the name of Jesus. Pray that God moves. I can't preach without the moving of the Lord. Well, I can, and uh, but I need God's move in my life, and um, His word is already settled. So even if I got up here and, and, and repeated myself a thousand times, which I have a tendency to do, um, you know, his word is already settled, but it helps to have the leading of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's where we want to be. Hebrews chapter number 13. Now, this, this scripture starts off um, pretty plain, and I, we're going to read it. I was not going to read verses 1 through, uh, I think, 8, but I'm going to read it anyway because we need to hear it. And um, then that leads us to uh, the rest of the chapter. Um, let brotherly love continue. Everybody say continue. That means it was already established. We want that to keep going. Okay. Be not forgetful to enter or to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember them that are in bonds, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is an honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Somebody say amen. It's, it's, it's some parts when you read the scripture, it's just worth an Amen. A lot of scripture is worth an amen. In fact, all of it is. But there are certain types of scripture that we all have heard and you just kind of want to come out of you and say, well, amen to that. So that they, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Verse number six compliments verse number five. I will never leave thee nor forsake you. So, everybody say so. So that we may boldly say, in other words, you can't boldly say something that you don't know. Some of us will say, well, the Lord will never leave me nor forsake me. You forget that concept when you walk out that door because we limit God to wherever we ask him to work. But I can boldly say he has never left me nor forsake me. I have to know that he will never leave me so that I can boldly say he is my helper. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. It says man, maybe your neighbor here today, what have they done to you? You shall not fear what man shall do. And then it says, remember them which have rule over you. And some of us don't, this is some of us, this is not an amen scripture. 
who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. See, no amens to that one. I got a hallelujah amen on a few other scriptures, but then it's like, oh no, he's talking about submission. Ooh. Verse number eight, Jesus Christ, here we go again, the same yesterday, today, and forever. All right, I'm going to keep on reading, but you can be seated. You've been standing long enough. I'll stand. You all can sit. Maybe one Sunday I'll sit and you all stand while I preach. And then when, I, when you respond, I'll get, I'll get up and clap. Have a switch Sunday. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. I'm going to slow down here today because I want you to digest the Word of God. Brother Paul mentioned you put the Word of God in your heart so you don't sin against it. How do you know that you're sinning except by the Word of God? And many of us don't read the Word of God so you don't understand why things are going your way and why you're still dealing with sin. Get the Word of God in you. You'll find out where that line is. For it is a good thing that the heart is established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. Now I'm reading all this because I want to get to a particular verse of scripture. And I want you to understand what uh, this uh, book is talking about. This, is, this chapter is the end or the conclusion of uh, the, uh, the writings to uh, the uh, Hebrew people. So uh, the Hebrew. So we look in the bodies of these of these of those beasts which blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go there forth therefore unto him, without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Now, verse number 15, I have this highlighted in my Bible. I would, I would encourage you to make a note if you would. But it says, by him. Everybody say, by him. Now, that two words right there are very important to this scripture. Everybody say, that's very important. Look to your neighbor and poke him and say, this is very important. If, he, if, he, if those two words are not there, then it loses power for the rest of the scripture. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. For by him, therefore, let us offer a sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But... To do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Verse number 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy <laughs> and not with grief. That's the whole conundrum of a pastor. There are times that I'll pray for this church and I come across names, I'm praying with grief and then I'm praying with joy. Which one are you? I don't know. We'll just have to keep on going here. Pray for us, 
For we trust we have good conscience and all things willing to live honestly. But I beseech you the rather to do this that I may be restored to you the sooner. Now, I do not have a, I'll, I may just give it a, that we may change the, uh, the uh, title of this message. But I have here set apart. Um, and then I have more titles that I can throw at you. But we won't do that right now. So we'll just see which one it falls under at the end. And then uh, if you want to know the title, I'll give it to you afterwards, okay? We'll just fill the leading of the Lord here. So let's go back to verse number 15, Hebrews 13. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. I believe that we are living in the last days. Um, now, it's interesting that I'll get a lot of amens and heads going like this to the people that are walking close to the God. And everybody that does not maybe have a relationship, or you're, maybe your election is not sure, you're thinking, well, I hope he's not coming soon. Can I just be real with you here today? I may not spit as much today and holler and scream, but I, I'm, I'm going to just talk to us. So we're living in the last days. God is... Everybody say God is and has been and will continue to pour out his spirit. Thank you for repeating that. You didn't have to, but I, I appreciate the class participation. God is and has been pouring out his spirit and he will continue to pour out his spirit. I'm thankful that he is a God of continuation and that he heals somebody over here. He can heal somebody over here. God forgives sin to the back row. He can forgive sin to the front row. Bible teaches us that he is no respecter of person. But I find that the closer that the day approaches, I believe God will be showing up in ways that we have never seen before. The Bible teaches us that greater works than these shall you do. The challenge is to the church to not make God greater because he can't be any greater than what he is. He is already great. He is already greater than your mind can ever comprehend. You can't put a cap on him. You can't li limit him. You can't look him through a keyhole and just that's, that's God. You can't do that. He is a God of everything. I began to consider and um, what Ren said last Sunday, and I, I love this guy, so I, I always learn from him. And um, uh, so he said last week, and it's just been really uh, churn on me, that God spoke with one word, the sun, into place. And we can't even stare at the sun. With one word, God created the sun. And this human flesh, I can't even stare at it and comprehend it for what it is without hurting myself. So God can do with one word in my life than something that I could never comprehend. That's how great God is. I want to be a part of the last days. I don't want to be separated from the last days in the pouring out of the Holy Ghost. I want to be a part of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. 
I want to see the pouring of His Spirit on the people in our communities. I want to see God pour out His Spirit in your home. I do not only want to see God pour out His Spirit at 1030 on Sunday. I want God to move in your home on Monday morning. I want to see God move in your family tomorrow night before you lay your head on your pillow. I want to see and hear conversations of what God is doing in your home. I want to hear reports of what God is doing in your life. And I do not necessarily want to hear a report of what God did for you on Sunday. I'm more excited about what he did for you on Monday than he did on Sunday. It's because that tells me you didn't need a shout and you didn't need a dance. You didn't need a song. You didn't need a brother or sister to come alongside of you, but you encouraged yourself in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Acts chapter number 2. Verse number 17, and it shall come. Everybody say, it shall come. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will. I said I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Let me stop right there and say, I want to be the all flesh. I want to be a part of the all flesh. I want to be a part of the pouring out of the presence of God. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Let me tell you, parents, if God, if you want your sons and daughters to dream dreams and prophesy, the Holy Ghost needs to be poured out upon your life. Let me read that again. I will pour out my spirit upon flesh, on your flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. The word of God is set in order in a certain way. In order for the sons and the daughters and the people to come after us to prophesy and see visions, I need the outpouring of the Holy Ghost working in my life. Don't get mad at God when your kids are not walking in the house of God because you haven't been poured out in the altar and the Holy Ghost hasn't been poured out upon you. You can't expect the next generation to have signs and visions. But it says it shall come to pass. I will pour out my spirit. Come to preach to you today and ask you a question. Poke your neighbor and say, he's going to ask me a question. Are you willing for God to pour into you? Are you willing to allow God to pour into you? Many of us stop the reservoir of the Holy Ghost. We put a cap on it. Because we get uncomfortable. God's going to take me someplace I'm not used to. Well, let me tell you, the world's going to do the exact same thing. I've said this before and I'll say it again. And I believe this with everything in my heart. I can prove it in Scripture. In fact, you go back to the podcast and hear me preach about it. But the devil and sin will take you to a place that you are not prepared to go. You're not prepared. You're not prepared for the end of sin. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. But, the, but, all, but it also says, but the gift of God is eternal life. I may not be prepared. I may not feel prepared to where God wants to take me. But I would be, 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 uh, uh, I, I would be remiss to say that I would rather God take me someplace than the world take me someplace. I, I get sometimes 
Elder, I get sometimes in a place where, Lord, are you serious? Are you talking to me that way? You want me to share the gospel? I, God, I have never done that before. I, I've never been in a situation before. I've never pastored a church like this before. God, I, I, don't, I don't, what do you want me to expect? But, but in the same thing, we allow the world to convince us to do things that we're uncomfortable with. But when it comes to the spiritual matters, we put the brakes on because we don't, we don't want to stand out. But I'm here to tell you, you need to stand out. We are set apart. We are a peculiar people. You are a light set upon a hill. But it requires a pouring out of the Spirit of God in your life. People think we're nuts when we speak in tongues and shout to the Lord. But I'm here to tell you, I shouted for the pacers who screamed and shouted and juked and jived and I've done all kinds of things at sporting events I watch an IU game I'll get out and run the aisles in my house I've been known to take a lap watching an IU game one time online with a with a friend of mine it was many years ago and IU was playing Kentucky both of us were licensed ministers and there was 3.7 seconds left on the clock and IU goes down and it's a game-winning three-point shot at the buzzer. Number one, Kentucky falls. That was a blessed day. It's a blessed, blessed day. I felt the anointing sweep. There was a suddenly that happened in that, in that house. My friend was a big-time U.K. fan, and he still texts me every time U.K. wins, and I pray against him, and it's, it's a lot of fun. And um, he fell to his knees at my home in agony, and my hand. And I took a lap in the house and rubbed it in his face. He went outside and fell in the yard. And we just kind of, you know, we just acting goofy and silly. And that was a great day, one that I will not soon forget. But we act crazy in this world about goofy stuff that will not last. But when it comes to the presence of God and the pouring out of his spirit, we somehow put a cap on it. And we limit God. God can't go there because you don't understand what God or what this world did to me. I don't care what this world has said. I don't care what this world has, has done to you. I don't care what had happened in your past. And, and hear me when I say that. I say that with kindness because I, what are you saying? Well, what I'm saying is, is that it doesn't matter what your past dictated. Hurt, disappointment, abuse. All these things, we, many of us has, have, have gone through situations that we pray that nobody else will have to go through. But somehow when it comes to the presence of God, we will now allow, not allow God to pour in those areas like he wants. We all have desires, thoughts of grandeur, desire, desire the things of God, have a passion perhaps for the Bible, the church and the blessings of God. But let me share something with you today. Desire and passion come and go. I say desire and passion come and go. That desire, that, that, that goosebumps that you feel at one moment will go away in just a few moments. You will never really revisit that goosebump moment again. You may go back and feel the feelings that you once had. I, every time I see a player or somebody injure something, if especially sprain their ankle, I get pain in my ankle. 
Because I have two bad ankles from spraining my ankles for many years of playing sports and doing goofy things and doing things that I shouldn't be doing at my age. But I, I just take, I just, I was playing basketball a couple years ago and I shouldn't have been playing past 40 with 20 year olds. And I was at LA Fitness thinking I was young again. And this told me to stop playing. I didn't have the ball. In fact, I was just standing there. I pivoted and I sprained my ankle. I went down. The guys were like, man, are you okay? I said, I don't know what happened. I sprained my ankle. And all I did was pivot. And like the good man that I am, I kept playing. And then I complained to my wife when I got home. I didn't want to complain in front of guys. That's not cool. It was a man. Still hurts when I think about it. A few years before that, I just turned 40. I was, I came home from, again, playing basketball when I shouldn't have been with 20-year-olds. And, you know, I got the ball for the first time at the game. I was like, all right. And I was running down the court, about half court. And this line at half court, it jumped up about a foot off the ground, and it tripped me. I never got the ball again that game. It has nothing to do with my message, I don't think. But sometimes we have these ideas that we're better than what we are, and we got it all worked out, and we get these goosebumps of feelings of, of, of things that we are a part of, and, and the embarrassing moments or, or uh, moments of grandeur. And, um, but we allow certain things in our life to pour into us. But I'm asking you today, for God's spirit to be poured into you. Will you allow God's spirit to be poured into you today of what he desires, not what you desire? We will allow God access to certain areas of our life, but not all of it. Can I contradict your thinking here today? Being filled with the Holy Ghost does not grant you access to the kingdom of God. Just because you speak in tongues does not mean you're going to heaven. Let me say this over here. Just because you spoke in tongues does not mean you're going to heaven. That'll grant you access. That gets you into the gate. But it doesn't mean you're in there for good. It is an ongoing communion with the Lord. After Acts chapter number 2, there are more books in the Bible to talk about the outpouring of what that happens after you're filled with the presence of God. How to live, how to be. Bible says in the, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit. So what it means is Acts chapter number two um, is saying that it's going to continue to come. You will still be an outpouring of my spirit. And I don't want to miss that outpouring of God's spirit in my life. So what are you going to do when the passion is not there? What are you going to do when the goosebumps are not there? What are, you going to do? what are you going to do when the desire lessens in your heart? When the praise team is not with you and the pastor is not there preaching or teaching an encouraging word, what are you going to do? Jesus is looking for those who are determined, somebody say determined, to see the pouring of his presence out upon our life. In order for our church to keep growing spiritually, not just numerically, 
but spiritually there's got to be a rise in the congregation that says I want God to pour out his spirit upon my life right now, today, at work, in my car, on the way home, before bed, when I get up in the morning, I lay my head on my pillow. I want God's pouring and moving in my life. God is looking for a church that doesn't pick it up and let it down. He's looking for a church that will say, I'm going to pick it up and carry the burden of the cross. I'm going to do what God has called and commanded me to do. God is not looking for weak-kneed Christians. You can be weak-kneed if you want, but God's not going to bless you if you're just in and out, up and down. God is looking for people that are willing to pick up the torch and say, God, I will do whatever you ask me to do. Wherever you want to pour in my life, that's exactly where I want to be. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse number 2. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation have I helped thee or secured thee. The word for secured is to or to help. Behold, now. Everybody say now. Now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying right now is the time to let God to pour into your life. I said right now is the time to allow God access, full access into your life. It's time to put the VIP pass on your chest and say, God, I'm getting you, giving you full access to everything that is going on in my life. I want you to heal what has not been healed. I want you to touch what I not, did not allow you to touch before. I want you to go places I've never allowed you to go. I want to be fully and completely healed and you pouring into my life. Some of us have not got to the scripture or can't live out the scripture where it says out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water because it will only flow out unless God has fully poured in. All access. 1 Corinthians 14, 21, in the law it is written, with men of other tongues and with other lips will I speak unto this people. And yet... Put that up there if you, if you, if you can put that up there. First um, Corinthians 14, 21. I want you to look at this scripture here today. Paul is writing to the Corinthian church. He says, in the law it is written when men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. And yet for all that they will, for, and yet for all that will they not hear me, saith the Lord. Think about that scripture there. Understand. People will listen to all kinds of things, but when God speaks, they won't listen. Why is that? People come to the house of the Lord. Do check off your, your, your duty of being in the house of the Lord, but you won't let God have access to your life. Let me tell you, God wants access to your life. And when he gets full access, you're going to be amazed at what God's going to do. Exodus 6, 12, and Moses spake before the Lord, saying, Behold, the children of Israel have not hearkened unto me. How then shall Pharaoh hear me, who am of uncircumcised lips? I want to read Jeremiah chapter number 6, verse number 10. Just bear with me. I want to read a couple of scriptures here. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised. And they cannot hearken. 
Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach. They have no delight in it. You know, when I started really growing in God, when I started delighting in his word, I know I'll get a witness over here. Do I have a witness over here too? Some of, us, some of us don't get excited about the word of God because you haven't got to the place of delighting in his word. How many like to read the word of God and the words jump off the page and you want to do a lap and shout amen and preach and just begin to tell somebody what you learned about God? That's delighting in the word of God. But let me encourage you here today, if you do not delight in the Word of God, I challenge you to allow the presence of God to pour in you and you get into His Word and just dig into that Word and begin to read until you start delighting in that Word. The reason why many don't delight is because they're delighting in the world and they're not delighting in the Word. You can't do both. You really can't. In order to get to the place where you are fully in the presence of God and, and living the word of God and dissecting the word of God, the pleasures of this world begin to fall down. They don't pale in comparison to the word of God. You know, I used to look at the word of God as just words on a page, something daddy would preach, something mom would talk about, something that um, I hear at a message and, and all these things. I never really delighted in the word. So I become a young adult, and I'd heard the messages. I've heard all this stuff, and but they became I, they became delightful to me. Is when I began to digest them for myself. If you rely on the man of God to preach you the manna, and that's all you get, you're missing the boat. Get into the Word of God, study the Word of God to show yourself approved. Show show God you want to know His Word. Uh, it's maybe just more of a Bible study here today. I don't know. See, there is a problem. We have uncircumcised lips or uncircumcised ears. Which are you? We're uncircumcised. What does that mean? It means we're set apart. In the Old Testament, the children of Israel, were, every man was circumcised so they could be identified as one on one side or the other. Spiritually speaking, we need to be circumcised, if you will, from this world to be identified and set apart for Jesus Christ. But too many of us get to the place that we are projecting and we take in too much of this world. Therefore, we become a servant of this world. We need to be uncircumcised, have un our circumcised lips and ears and not just select what we want or what we believe the Bible teaches us that that is kind of a lukewarm spirit when we're just kind of doing both things. I can appreciate people that come to me and say, Pastor, I know what it takes to live for the Lord. I know what it takes to live for God, and I'm not ready yet. I can appreciate that rather than somebody that says, rides the fence and tries to prove to me they are, but they're really not. I'd rather you pick a side, and I know what side you're on, than play the fence. Don't play the fence. Is this all right here today? Lips that are not cleansed. This is just notes that I have written down. I told you this was kind of, I don't really know what the title is yet today. Lips that are not cleansed, unbridled, not committed, are without covenant. That's what the spiritually impure or being uncircumcised means. Some of us 
are spiritually uncircumcised with our lips. You can't control what comes out of your mouth. And you can't control what you take in in your ears. And you take in things that are ungodly with your eyes. And you wonder why you have trouble. Let me tell you. We wonder why our homes are terrible and not going well. Maybe you need to measure what's comes in and coming into your home. Maybe you need to measure what you watch. Measure what you take in on the internet. Check your kids' Netflix accounts. Check their Hulu account. Check their YouTube account. I put security measures on my kids' phones. They can't just download anything they want. They have to get daddy's permission. I'll get a text message. Dad, I want to download this game. Well, I'm going to look up that game and see what that game is before they download something. Evan got upset at me. He got a phone. Dad, I, there's some stuff on YouTube I can't see. You got that right. I don't have access. You got that right. You're 12 years of age. There's certain things you should not see. There's certain things you should not be a, a part of. There's certain things you should not give your mind to. Because that when it comes into your mind, it may tickle the fancy, if you will. It may seem okay for a moment, but sooner or later, you're going to found, you find yourself bound and chained to a desire that you never intended on being chained to. Unintention, unintentional consequences of allowing things into your life. Acts 7, verse number 51. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in your heart and ears. You do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, and so do you. What is he talking about? I can't have my sons and daughters prophesying and talk about the goodness of the Lord if I'm not talking about the goodness of the Lord. If I want them to, and my kids always, why did you use me as an example again? Because I don't want to pick on anybody else in the church. I want to say I'm proud of my kids, not because they're my kids, but because I'm not going to talk about anybody else. But I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, Ellie's up here taking notes from Daddy's message here today. Ellie was in the altar, and I heard her praying today. broke my heart. She said, God, help me. Now, Ellie, see, you got to be careful when you pray close to Dad. He, he hears your prayers. Say, God, lead her in prayer right now. Let her pray the right prayers. She was praying that God cleanse her mind. I was like, okay, let me back up. Keep on praying, sis. She wasn't saying, God, rebuke my brother. They woke up this morning, trouble in the air. I think both of them woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. I don't know. But, you know, wasn't, she wasn't praying for God to remove things. She was praying for God to touch her on the inside. Touch my mind. Touch my heart. Cleanse me. Work on me. That's the kind of prayers. Maybe it's because they hear their daddy praying those kind of prayers. Kids will repeat what you say. Are you as stiff-necked and uncircumcised in your heart and ears in your home? Or you allow the free flowing of the Holy Ghost in your home. See, God is consistent. He is everything he says he is, 
and he's, and he's consistent. In a world full of questions and doubts and troubles, God is consistently God. Let me say that again. I wrote this down for a reason, so I'm going to say it again. God is consistent. He is everything he says he is, and he's consistent. In a world full of questions, doubts, and trouble, God is consistently God. I got to thinking about this. Your answer cannot come out of you. The children of Israel in bondage, their answer was not in bondage. In order to get out of bondage, you need to have a voice outside of bondage to tell you how to get out of bondage. The answer to bondage is not more bondage. If you're battling fear, if you're battling sin, the answer is not more sin. Their answer is outside of sin, which is Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. We, we live in a world and we live through situations we think that the next good thing will be the answer. So we search ourselves and say, well, I, I, you know, God is, God, uh, you know, I, I just, I know I'm doing wrong. I'm just going to do something else that appease me to try to appease the wrong. That's not getting out of sin. That's just perpetuating more sin and trying to fulfill the flesh. What we need to do is look outside of ourselves to a Savior, and then he will help me get out of sin. God can give that spiritual lifeline to it and make a way where there seemeth to be no way because there is no way when I'm trying to find the answer. There's no way. The answer cannot come from the person that's in bondage. That's why people pay thousands of dollars to go to uh, therapy. It's because they're searching for the answer that's not within themselves. You know, I, I believe th certain therapies and things are, are great and they're fine and it's wonderful to, be, to have somebody to talk to to help you through things. But the greatest help you can have is talking to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's really, when somebody asks me about Going to a counselor, I always tell them to make sure it's a Christian counselor. Bible teaches us he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So who am I not to speak out who he is and to worship the name that is above every name? If God is the same today, yesterday, and forever, then I too need to have the spirit of determination to do the same. I don't know if you caught that. If God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he's consistently God, then I need to have determination to be the same. Then tomorrow when I get up, I need to pray, seek God, and do what God wants me to do. I want to be the same yesterday, today. I want to have the same walk with God. I want to go to him every day. And I will grow in God through the understanding of who he is. And I, because he is the same, so I need to be consistent in seeking him. Why are the altars dusty and empty many times? There has been too much comfort in Zion. Sometimes the pastor needs to get up here and talk about uncomfortable things. We need to talk about uncomfortable things to provoke our thoughts, to provoke our heart, 
so we can see a move of God in our life. I believe there are a bunch of folks that want to see God move, but few have circumcised their hearts, their ears, and their lips to fully do the will of God. Coming to a close. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.